You tune to Sirius FM 105.7. Well, I can tell you, Jamaica, then, uh, what a lovely day it is. And Alhamdulillah, I really look forward uh, to the company of Imufti Ibrahim Smith and your brilliant questions that come in uh, every Friday morning. And uh, Yusuf gives me the thumbs up. And yeah, could you put that font a little bigger, Yusuf? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it that. Yeah, a little bolder. Beautiful. We're looking lovely on the screen. Uh, let's welcome you and also Mufti Ibrahim Smith with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Who can that meet you for now? Mufti Sahab. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shifat Yusuf and all our wonderful listeners out there. Alhamdulillah, you know, we've entered the sacred months month of Zulqa'da, and indeed it is a blessed Friday as well. So bounty upon bounty and favor upon favor from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make us of those who realize and appreciate all these bounties and favors upon us. Ha, beautiful. So kis kis nemethi apki rabki jutlaoke fabi'i ala yirabbikuma tukaziban. So which is of the favors of your Lord will you deny? As Mufti Prime Smith says, none. None you can deny. Look at the question, Mufti Saba. This uh, question reads, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What is the ruling regarding uh, reading Nafil uh, Salah in Jama'a and how many people can attend? That's, uh, yes. that's, that's, that's like a tricky question for me, Mufti. Gee, Shafat, I think that nowadays people are calling other people towards uh, reading Nafil Salah in Jama'a uh, because the Masajid are open, etc., you know. So uh, it shouldn't be with any invitation. We shouldn't call people. There should be no uh, invitation extended to reading uh, Nafal Salah in uh, Jama'ah. And if we do read in uh, Jama'ah, it shouldn't exceed more than three, uh, excluding the Imam. So the Imam and three more people, that would be sufficient for a person to read uh, Nafal Salah in Jama'ah. More than that, Shafa, then a person should rather refrain and uh, read his Nafal Salah uh, up, uh, you know, alone uh, for himself, etc. Can a woman uh, cover her face in haram, Mufsab? It is not permissible for a female to cover her face, meaning nothing should touch her face in ihram. That is a condition for a female. However, Shafat, because of the times you're living in fitna, etc., you know, so what they do have, they have an ihram cap. So it's almost like an iqab, almost like hijab. But it does not touch the face. So if females, uh, they, uh, those who want to cover themselves, if they want to cover their face in front of strange men, etc., and to avoid fitna, then they can wear something like that as long as it does not uh, touch the actual face. G. Now, Mufti, you have to be very specific here. The Iram uh, cap shouldn't have a Nike sign on it. Please, Mufti Saab. <laughs> Shafat, you know, CK, Nike, Prada, all these things they make and they put there just to increase the cost also. Yes, we're not, we're ambassadors of Islam when we go there for, for Hajj and for Umrah. We're not ambassadors of all these famous brands. You know, people should take care. Very good point that you've raised there, G. Yeah, Mufti. Yeah, we got our own brand. Yeah, Hezbollah. People, Hezbollah, the party of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't go put all these branding stuff on your side. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah, your intention, I mean, no. Hey, check me, man. I got a lot. <laughs> well, Mufti Saba, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. I was uh, sent a hadith, uh, a hadith uh, that the morning has extra blessings for business. Is this an authentic hadith, uh, Mufti Saab? 
very good question. We should first ascertain and find out. You know, sometimes people cut, copy and paste, and uh, sometimes people fabricate also. Uh, indeed, a morning is a blessing for a believer, those who wake up early and take the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the angels call and uh, they make an announcement every morning and say that, uh, oh Allah, uh, oh, oh son of uh, Adam that spent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will uh, spend on you, you know. So that is uh, one of those things that uh, people do. In the uh, specific narration that this person has received, it says that uh, there's one hadith from our Ghamidi that Rasulullah has said, Allah bless my nation in the early mornings. So uh, in the early mornings, yes, uh, that is, you know, Bukuria. So that, of course, is uh, authentic, you know, uh, uh, that uh, we have to start our mornings early. And uh, we'll see the animals from the animal kingdom also, Shabbat, when they go out for their sustenance. They go out early in the morning. So because if a person starts early in the morning, that is when the actual blessings in Barakah descend uh, from the Sama. So, Yeah, you look at the hadith there, Mufti Sahaba, and it says, uh, was narrated from Sakhar al-Hamadi, that the messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, Oh Allah, bless my nation in the early mornings. Uh, that is uh, what they do early in the morning. Hassan, he said, when he sent out a raiding party or an army, he would send them at the beginning of the day. He said, number one, Sahar, uh, Sahar was a man engaged in trade, and he used to send his goods out at the beginning of the day, and his uh, wealth grew and increased. Yeah, if you're a, uh, you know, a green grocer, <laughs> you must go to the market three in the morning. That's when you buy the lux. Yeah, you get a good price early morning. <laughs> Mufti, looking at this question, he says, Assalamu alaikum. Can I go for Hajj if I have debts, uh, but the debts have, have uh, payment plans attached to them? Mufti Saab, fly now and pay later. Mufti? Fly now and pay later and worry later also. Shabbat. Yes, if there is an agreement, if there is an agreement, you know, between the person going for Hajj and uh, those people that he owes money to, then no problem that person can leave for Hajj because he already made prior arrangements, prior agreements. If he didn't make any agreement, any arrangements, then you first need to go and ask permission from uh, those creditors and debtors and people that he owes money to. He needs to go and sort out his story. You don't want to go and uh, make the wife and go to the Baytullah and go for Hajj whilst you still owe people money. If they've given you permission to go, then you may go. If they haven't given you permission to go, then you first need to make some agreement or sort out your debts or put a payment plan in place to take care of your debts whilst you are away on Hajj. Mufti Saab, is it permissible to place our building blocks around a grave to have it demarcated? There's other means of uh, creating a demarcated area. For example, uh, putting a board up to show uh, the name of uh, the specific deceased person that is buried there. It is my crew. It is just like, you know, it is against a sunnah also uh, to put uh, blocks and bricks around any grave because you're taking part of uh, the property and you're actually uh, uh, infringing on the, the grave next to it, you know. So we shouldn't do things that will cause harm to other people. You must remember that graves has specific uh, places, it has a specific area. So only that part that is usable and required that we should uh, adhere and stick to. Anything else uh, that we do that will cause difficulty and harm upon people that is completely just like in Islam also, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, can my non-Muslim uh, worker work in our shop during Juma? During Juma, after the Adhan of Juma, it is permissible for your non-Muslim worker to work in your shop. That is only after the Adhan of Juma, because Juma is not wajib upon a non-Muslim. That's why hence, or hence it will be permissible for him to stand in uh, the shop 
and uh, he can continue doing his work, G. Mufti Sahib, if the graves are crooked, can you align them straight without uh, digging up the grave? Without exhuming any corpses, without uh, digging up uh, any body, body parts, etc. Yes, you can align it, you can make it straight. You have to keep it neat and tidy also, uh, Shafat. You know, we don't have to leave it in a uh, desecrated state also. After all, it is our loved ones, it is our deceased ones that are buried there. So uh, making it uh, beautiful, you know, keeping your hand on it, etc. Those things are permissible for a person to do, G. Mufti Saab, is it better to slaughter Kurbani at home or at a Kurbani venue? It is best to witness your own Kurbani. It is a sunnah to witness your own Kurbani, meaning that you do it on a place, such a place where your family can witness your actual sacrifice that you are performing. However, nowadays, people, I have to tell you that the SPCA, they're doing their rounds, etc., and uh, they're discouraging people from slaughtering at home. They want us to perform kurbani, the kurban farm or kurban place, etc. So if the law is uh, against you and then, of course, and you find it uh, better for you and more suitable because of space or place to slaughter on a farm, then you can go as long as you physically attend your own kurbani. But if it is better for you to slaughter at home, you can do that also. So a person can exercise either option. G. Well said the Mufti Sahaba. With the hujaj needing a negative PCR test to board a flight, how can we practice the sunnah by uh, uh, greeting them if we not allowed to go near them, uh, Mufti? Yes, a negative PCR test for all judges, and that is per requirement from the Saudi health authorities. If you come with a positive PCR test, you won't even be able to board a flight here. One, number two, you'll forfeit all your Hajj money as well. That is how difficult it has become uh, respected our listeners out there. You forfeit your Hajj money, you forfeit your ticket money, etc. Everything is lost. So what people can do, no one said you cannot go and greet Hujad because that is the actual sunnah. If you fear that you don't want to hug them, etc., no problem. But there's nothing stopping you from going to them uh, and, and, you know, personally speaking to them and asking them for forgiveness and asking them to make dua for you because indeed the dua of uh, the Hujad will be accepted and the istighfar that they make for the public and community and members of their families, that also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, accept so no need for us to boycott them completely or to stay away from them. And if you can't manage, Shafat, and give them a call or on social media, etc., and ask them to make dua for you, G. Now, Mufti, it's a taken for granted, right? You're going for Hajj. But I don't have to ask you. I mean, you'll just do it for me and Yusuf, isn't it, Mufti Sab? You'll make all the duas for us. Shafat, how can I forget you? We'll still be liaising uh, from the holy lands, me and you and Yusuf, you know. So, inshallah, so it, uh, we'll be in con- contact daily almost. So, wherever I go in places uh, that we will be attending, inshallah, uh, I'll be going there. And, you know, for you, free of charge, there'll be no cost involved. And for Yusuf also, it will be done absolutely free of charge. G. People, Mufti said it. Peace of Hey, you're a top mufti, I can tell you. Um, okay, we're looking at the question. It says, a mufti, can an illegitimate child inherit from the mother and can she receive a wasiya from her biological father, mufti? Yes, remember, there's no sin upon a child being uh, illegitimate. She or he did not ask for all of that. That is the doings of the parents. So they will be answerable in the court of Allah. A uh, legitimate, illegitimate child cannot inherit from the biological father. That is one thing. But uh, that biological father can leave behind a wasiyah. 
or at least 30% of uh, that uh, person's wealth, you know, to that illegitimate child. Islam does not have a problem with that. In fact, uh, you are supporting someone and you'll be rewarded for that as well. As for inheritance from the mother's side, yes, an illegitimate child can inherit from the mother the specific uh, shares as mentioned in the glorious Quran. There's no problem with that as well, G. Well said, the Mufti. Is it permissible to arrange uh, finance for a customer? It is permissible if you direct them in the direct, in the correct avenues, meaning to Islamic finance, interest-free loans, interest-free, etc., uh, things that does not contain any elements of riba. That will be permissible. Directing them and assisting them, them and supporting them towards uh, interest-based uh, institutions, financial organizations, etc., that will be direct assistance in sin and transgression. So that is completely impermissible. Rather, you tell the customer there and then, that he should arrange his own finance in order to purchase that commodity from you, G. Uh, Mufti, what is the ruling on a teeth adjustment treatment? Hey, hey, we, go to the, <laughs> uh, we go to the alignment center for getting our tires straight, hey, but people are going for teeth treatment and adjustment, people. Mufti? <laughs> people are going for so many uh, external treatments. What is needed <laughs> is uh, internal, you know, the spiritual treatments. That is the requirement of the day. Yes, alignment, wheel alignment, shock alignment, this alignment. Going for uh, teeth alignment, I think uh, they most probably refer to braces because that is normally the instrument uh, that they use when they want to align your teeth. So it will be permissible because it is for corrective purposes and it is not for enhancement and for beautification. So that you can do also, you know, if it is for beautification and adornment in order to trick people out there, then it will be completely impermissible. But if you have that horrid gap between your your your, your teeth, you know, sometimes it becomes so excruciatingly painful <laughs> that when you chew, etc., you can't. Then that is for corrective purposes, because pieces of food will be stuck between uh, those gaps. And as you go uh, grow older also and because of medication, etc., then your teeth start separating. So that also you have to accept that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Mufti, why are you making me laugh when you said they got the gap? I'm thinking about the Cape Townians. Hey, I got a lucky gap <laughs> Okay, you got the gap. Is it something to do with the water, the water you drink, Mufti? Hey, that front tooth is out, man. It's out. I think it's I think it's something to do with the water, something to do with the air, and something to to do with the people uh, themselves, uh, Shafat. Because yes, in Cape Town sometimes people uh, think as of a fashion statement, sort of, uh, to remove the fro- <laughs> front teeth as well, you know, just to put indentures. So I think every uh, society has their own uh, sort of tricks up their sleeve. G. <laughs> hey, Yusuf, you heard what Mufti said. That old took his front tooth out because he wanted to make a. Hey, it's a fashion, man. It's a fashion. Check me fashion now. Hey, Mufti Saab, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to check you out, Mufti. You've got dentures too. I'm going to check the Mufti out. People, <laughs> mashallah. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and the breakfast team. I'm a lefty. Can I slaughter Kurbani with my left hand, uh, Mufti Saab? You should try your utmost best to uh, slaughter with your right hand. You know, one person came in front of Rasulullah and Rasulullah told him to eat uh, with his uh, right hand. And uh, then he said he can't, you know, and again he was told to eat with his right hand. And then the, uh, he refused. And then Rasulullah said that it is only kibber, uh, you know, that uh, sort of pride that is preventing him from uh, eating with his right hand. So it will be makro, but permissible for you to slaughter uh, with your left hand. If you feel that you really cannot do, then you are allowed then to slaughter with your left hand. Mufti, should I wait to marry a Muslim girl or can I marry a Christian female? 
It is best for you to wait, make sober, and marry a Muslim a girl. Remember, when marrying a Christian female, there will be complications later on in life. Uh, for example, when children come, uh, you know, Allah grants you uh, children, then what will be the religion of their children? These are things and questions a person needs to ask himself because uh, most of the time the child will be uh, on the lap of the mother and you don't know what the mother will be teaching that child. And uh, so if you can't, uh, if you cannot make a Muslim, if you cannot embrace Islam, then rather make sober and find a good Muslim female. Mufti Saab, what is the uh, ruling on extended warranty or items? If it is purchased uh, separately, Shafat, you know, then it is not permissible. But if you buy it and it is inclusive in the commodity, the item that you have bought, uh, and it is not a separate sale, you know, then it is permissible. Buying it separately will be a source of or a form of uh, uh, insurance, and that's why it is not permissible. You know, sometimes uh, certain shops, they give extended warranty inclusive in the initial sale agreement. So that part will be permissible. A person can accept it uh, if it is offered at that time, G. Mufti Saab, how do we dispose of haram meat? Haram meat should be disposed, put it in a packet, and then throw it in the bun. You cannot even feed it uh, to your animals, to your dogs, etc. That you have, you know, you have to uh, uh, just uh, sort of uh, wrap it up nicely, uh, make sure that it doesn't contaminate anything, and uh, put it in a bun. So when the people come to collect the buns, and then you have done your duty, you have disposed of that meat, G. Duty. With beauty, yeah, Mufti knows where the line comes from. Uh, Mufti Saab, I'm looking at this question here. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. There's an ayat in the Quran that says, and over it are 19. Mufti Saab, what's the connection between COVID-19 and maybe that verse? What a powerful question, Mufti Saab. It is a powerful question. I remember that initially in uh, 2020, uh, some people made a comparison between COVID-19 and uh, that uh, particular verse in Surah Mutathir. You know, so there's absolutely no uh, correlation, no connection, nothing between COVID-19 and uh, between uh, that particular verse. We're already in 22 now, so it was should have been a COVID-22 shafaat. But now the COVID story dying also, vaccine story dying also, people found other interests in a monkeypox, etc. So there's absolutely no connection between the Quran. We shouldn't interpret the Quran uh, uh, other than how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed it. Uh, to prove a point, you know, that will be considered as tahrif of the Quran also, as uh, altering the verses as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed it, G. Good point, and you're talking about monkeypox. Mufti Saab, did you ever play Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, of, of course, Shafat, you know, Donkey <laughs> Kong. <laughs> Anyone but that knows the 80s knows about uh, Donkey Kong, you know. So that's why they say nowadays we have to go to a vet instead of a doctor because of swine flu, pig flu, bird flu, mad cow disease, monkey pox, and all these things. So most, mostly animal names like how we discussed last week. So rather go to a vet instead of going to a doctor, G. Good point there. Mufti Sahib, uh, Assalamu alaikum. Can I allow the domestic to enter my house with a bag that has her poloni sandwiches? Mufti? Yes. Yes, uh, Shafat, uh, our domestic workers, that they come, you see, you should have a separate, uh, if there's fear of contamination, that they will be using your microwave, your appliances, etc., then you don't have to allow them, you know, uh, don't give them permission uh, for that. But if they bring their food and it is wrapped in a container and there's no risk of contaminating your utensils or your space in your kitchen, etc., then you can allow them and you can permit them uh, to bring along their food and their lunches, etc., G. Actually, Mufti. I'm going to ask you a very powerful question here. You ready for it, Mufti Saab? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's for lunch today, Mufti? 
for lunch today, Shafat, you know that uh, because we're going to go on travel now, so we have to eat fish. Uh, we only trust the fish this side because it's ocean fish. You know, we don't trust uh, fish coming from uh, the rivers, etc. So definitely your favorite will be on the menu today, and it is snook, because uh, I'll be eating <laughs> for you as well. <laughs> Very good, Mufti. Hey, I tell you, you know, with so much of uh, mohabba you gave me that snook, I, I can't forget it. You ordered that, and there was a mohabba, there was love, there was baraka. Really, really a brilliant moment with you in Cape Town. But the next trip, uh, Mufti Saab, Yusuf Asmal has to come, you know, and you give us uh, the same treatment. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and inshallah, we'll enjoy. I mean, we, we should do something like that, inshallah. And maybe our serious listenership could be uh, visiting Scarps Kral, Mufti's uh, four-acre Ulumde. <laughs> It'll be a lovely tour, Mufti Saab. Definitely, that will be something very good. We have to look at it after Hajj, inshallah, when I return. Because uh, I want to see Yusuf here in Cape Town as well, Shafat. Me and you discussed last time we're going to take him on tour and show him some uh, beautiful places and child places as well. Because he also said that he wants to try this uh, snook fish, you know. So me and you, we're going to take him, inshallah. Mufti Saab, Yusuf is like, hey, 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 laka, laka, I'm coming. Inshallah, we'll do that. Mufti Saab. Absolutely, mashallah, lovely questions coming through from the listeners. You're answering world class, and I'm right to the top. Alhamdulillah, spiritually blessed and uh, sharing and imparting your knowledge uh, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your parting words uh, this morning. Jazakumullah, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us all safely. May Allah use us to continue to benefit uh, the ummah sincerely for his pleasure and for his love, shafat. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith, beautiful indeed. Yusuf, what a lovely morning, what a pleasant morning, what an energy-filled spiritual morning in your company, people. And I keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful programming, a lovely nasheed's coming through, spiritual hour, the 40 Daruds and Mufti A.K. Hussein will be giving, uh, inshallah, the uh, Jumma Kudma from the Holy Lands. And alhamdulillah, keep it locked on to Sirius FM. Don't forget that from 4.30 to 5.30, our drive time show with the use of Umar. Alhamdulillah. Really, Sirius FM keeping broadcasting at the optimum best. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.